As we get closer and closer to the end of the liturgical season, what we see is readings that focus us in on the end. God is wanting us to be thinking about our life, to be thinking about what end we want. The end that we have in mind, as I always say, the end you have in mind is how you live your life. And God wants us to have the right end in mind. We can have a lot of ends in mind as we go through our life and our day. You know, cooking. I got to cook a meal for the, for the kids or the, you know, making a lunch, uh, cleaning the house, uh, putting gas in the car, you know, dealing with the situation at work that you don't want to deal with or um, going to school, doing your homework, shutting off the TV, brushing your teeth. These are all things we think about doing and that we need to do each day. But that's not the ultimate end that I should have in mind. Everything I do, every little end, if you will, should serve the larger end. Everything I do in life should have the end in mind, which is God, heaven. And in this first reading, it's one of my favorites, It says, at that time shall arise Michael, (laughs) the great prince, guardian of your people. Here I am. (laughs) So this reading, obviously speaking of Michael the archangel, Michael the archangel is the defender, it says, guardian of your people, of God's people. There's a prayer to St. Michael. If you don't know it, I encourage you to print it out. And begin to pray it. Put it in your car before you go um, start your car. Pray the prayer with your kids. Just pray it, you know, before you go to work. It's St. Michael the Archangel prayer. It's a beautiful prayer that prays, God defend us from the enemy, from, from the foes. For, for defend us from Satan. And so, Michael here, the great prince, guardian of the people, he's defending us from what? He's defending us from losing our inheritance. We have guardian angels, every one of us in here. Our angels are excited when we come into the church. Anywhere where there's holy actions done, there's angels. When you walk into the church someday when during the day, if you pop in during you know, lunch break or whatever, there might be no one in the pews, but the church is filled with angels. And your angel delights in the fact that he can come and dwell with the other angels worshiping Jesus in the Eucharist day and night. They bow before Him. And we join in that prayer of adoration at the Mass. And we're going to, in a bit, be holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts. This is what the angels cry day and night. Because He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. So how do you and I worship Him? We embrace our inheritance. Our inheritance isn't something necessarily that we have to wait for. Our inheritance can be received right now. God has, if you will, given us the first installment in the inheritance which He won for us, which is heaven. The the installment is the Holy Spirit. So, angel, the angel, our guardian angels, and Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. That's what we pray in that prayer. Defend us in battle. What's the battle? The battle is not living in the present moment. If you're not in the present moment, you're in the past or you're in the future. And you're not in reality. 
Because the present moment is all that I have. The present moment is all that I have. You and I don't have yesterday. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have the afternoon. We don't even have the next five minutes. We don't even have the next moment. We have only this moment that we have. And so decide now whom you will serve. As you come into the church, you're making a decision to be here. You're deciding to get up because you're deciding to join the angels, the saints, in worshiping the Lamb of God. In this moment, you've been given by God to worship Him, to give your lives to Him. And you are my inheritance, O Lord, meaning right now, I need, Lord, to embrace what you won for me right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Right now, he won for me peace. You can't live in the present moment if you don't put God in his proper place. Without the right end in mind, you won't have peace. And if you're not in peace, you're going to be in the past or in the future. So how do we live in the present moment? How do we, we do that? We, we, we keep God in mind. He's our end. We put God in His rightful place. And we ask the Lord to teach us about Him, to reveal Himself to us. We heard in the Scriptures, the whole Scriptures, He's revealing Himself to us so that we can rest in the present moment. So that we could be in the present moment. See, God is, God is eternity. He's in eternity. He, he, he is eternal. We're constrained by time and space. He is not. You know, one way to think of this is if there's an ant running across the floor, the little ant only sees the, maybe the half inch in front of him, right? I, I could see the ant going all the way. I know exactly. I know if he's going toward the cliff. I know if the ant's going toward the 10-year-old that's going to smash him over here. I know where the ant's going. I could see, okay, that ant's going. There, there's some, you know, creatures here that are going to eat that guy if he doesn't stop or change directions. I can see the whole picture. God sees everything. For God, the beginning and the end are happening now. For God, Adam and Eve's fall, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the birth in Bethlehem, you're sitting here. He sees everything happening right now. And we have a hard time grasping that. God is always in the now. He's in the present moment right now. And it's important that we enter into the now. And you could see what is the greatest temptation of the enemy to get you out of the present moment. And how does he get us out of the present moment? How does Satan get us out of the present moment? Well, he, he, he starts to sow little seeds. What about this? What about that? Look, your health is going. Oh no, what are you going to do? Or look, the, your job, you're going to lose your job. Or look, look this, look that. And, and yeah, we, we, we start to have fear. And fear will always draw us into the future or into the past. Now, being at peace doesn't mean you won't have pain. That little ant might decide to keep going and get smashed. It's true. God can see all this. But if you and I, like that ant, if we can realize that God sees everything happening and He's going to care for us and provide for our needs... Most importantly, sustain us in peace during the ups and downs of life that He's going to keep us focused on Him. And He's going to provide everything that we need. If we believe that and we rest in that truth, we put God in His rightful place, 
and we let God help us to rest in the present moment, then we're going to serve Him well. The greatest act of service that you and I can do for God is to take peace out into the world. But to be at peace, you need to let God be God. You know, when we're going to say, pray brothers and sisters, my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. The greatest sacrifice you can give God is letting Him be God. It's a sacrifice to not go to the past or future. It's a sacrifice to stay in the present moment, trusting and believing that God is big enough to take care of my problems. That you can't stop Him. That no matter what, even if I am going and I do you know, get stomped on or whatever, that God's going to be there to be with me through that pain and that suffering. He's going to be there to strengthen me. And Jesus, you know, He could have clicked His fingers and saved us. Why didn't He? Because He knew you and I would have our crucifixions. But did Jesus throw the towel in and give up? No. He kept going. He kept going. He kept letting the Father be the Father for Him. We're going to in a moment pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this moment, God, my daily bread. Strengthen my soul right now. So ask your angel... Call upon St. Michael to help you to stay focused on the one important end in mind, which is God is with you. Right now. He's with you right now. You know, one way to maybe get into this present moment thought is, yesterday never happened, tomorrow won't happen. This morning wasn't even around, or the afternoon didn't happen. You were just created and, and, and put in the pews right here, right now. You've only had this little time here in the church, this moment, right now. If you can kind of invest yourself in that moment, right now. And you might say, well, that's hard because I'm thinking of gas, I'm thinking of the checkbook, I'm thinking of the food, I'm thinking of the store, I'm thinking of this game, I've got to take the kids. See... This is, what, this is what anxiety and stress is. It's leaving the present moment. When we get anxious and we're stressed and we're disturbed and irritated, that's what we give to the world. But if we can resist that temptation to go where God isn't inviting us to, to, to not go, where God's saying, don't go, which is the past or the future. Stay with me here, God's saying. Let me fuel your heart with my peace and my joy right here, right now. And so this is, this is what God's asking of us at the, at the Mass. We leave time. You know, the, the narthex is meant to be a transition time from the world to the church. The church is where you encounter the one who can help you to stay in the present moment. The church is where you encounter the love that only He can give you. The church is the place where you draw peace and strength so that when you do go back out, you can give that peace and that love and that strength to everyone you meet. So we pray for each other as we, we are in a battle. And you've got to think for yourselves. Think about it. What's more real? What you're going to do after church or what you're doing right now? What you're going to do after church might not even come. What you're going to do 
two days, three weeks, it might not even come. And God wants us, that's why the scriptures are focused on the end. He wants us thinking. And you know, as he looks down, he sees a bunch of ants running around in chaos. You know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen like an ant hill and you start stomping, they start panicking, right? They start going everywhere. You know, there's chaos. So God's saying, don't do that. I love you. I'm with you. Let me be with you in this moment. So what's real right now? Not yesterday, not tomorrow. Right now is real. And right now, you and I are being invited with the angels and saints to worship Him. Worship, as I say, isn't how much God you get. It's how much God gets of you. And if you're invested in the now, God's going to get all of you. If you're invested 30% now and 70% in the past, that's how much God's getting of you. 30%. If you're invested 10% and 90 in the future, God's only getting 10% of you. We speak of distractions. Distractions keep us from worship. And, and, and embrace your distractions as part of your worship. God, I'm distracted right now. I give that part of me to you. See, you're bringing it to Him. You're not just wandering off, but you're bringing to the Lord where you are. And we all have a, a free will. And we have to use our free will and our, and our intellect to look at our lives and bring the past and the future into this present moment and give it to Him. Either He's God or He's not. Either He is the Son of God or He's a nut. Bottom line, He said He's God. Either He's crazy or He's God. And you're here in the church today saying that you believe that God became man and that God died and that He rose from the dead in the person of Jesus Christ and that He's here to give you your inheritance. You're being invited right now to receive your inheritance. You can have peace right now. If you and I don't have peace, it's not because of of anyone else. You can't blame your lack of peace on anybody else but your own choices. If my health determines my peace... When my health goes, my peace goes. If my job determines my peace, when my job goes, my peace goes. Peace doesn't mean you're not going to have troubles, trials, pain, and suffering. Peace means that you have God in His rightful place. You as a human being realize you're a creature and you give yourself to God, trusting that God's going to provide for you at each moment, each step of the way. And so... If your end in mind is your job or your health, for example, those are good things, but they can't sustain you. The only thing we as church have, and you see it in the world, people don't have anything to hold on to anymore. And you're going to see, as things get difficult at times in our country and in our world, as they are, People are grasping for peace. You need to be God's hand for them. If you have peace, you can take it out. And so we come into church again to receive peace so we can go out and give it. But once you give it, you've got to come back again to get it, and then you get more and you go out and give it. 
It's kind of like an exciting mission, you know. You, you go out, you share the peace, you come back, you get it from Jesus, and you go out and you share it, come back and get it, you go out and you share it. And so take time to sit with Jesus in the Eucharist. If you haven't taken time to visit our Adoration Chapel or you, you don't do that, I'd encourage you to do it. I challenge you, if you do it every, if, if you spend three days a week, just a half hour for a month in this chapel, I guarantee you, you won't be the same in a month. You'll find something you didn't have until this moment. You'll find peace at a new level because God's going to help you to experience the ultimate end, who He is. So as we go through our week, let's pray for each other. Don't just go out the church doors and forget about your parish family or your brothers and sisters that are going through troubles. Let's, you know, when you're going through a trial, say, Lord, I know my other parish family members are going through something similar. I'm going to pray. I'm going to offer this trial I'm going through so they can have the grace they need. See, if we stay together, we can, we can, we can, we can keep each other strong in Christ. So call on your angel, call on St. Michael, print the St. Michael prayer out, put it in your car, on your, on your refrigerator, something, on the kitchen table, pray it before meals, ask your guardian angel to help you. You've got to use spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual battle. You can't fight a spiritual battle with material things. Spiritual war needs spiritual weapons. The church... You know, you come in here, it's, it's full of the weaponry that you need. You have your rosary, you have your, your Bible, you have the sacraments, you have the Eucharist here, most importantly. We have each other. So we're the army in this battle. And with Michael and the angels, we go out into the world to give the unchanging love of God to everyone we meet. We're blessed. You're blessed. Do you know that? You're so blessed to have the glimpse you have of Him. He's the only thing that doesn't change. Everything else changes, comes and goes. He doesn't. Rest in that truth. Let your mind just rest on that. I'm with Him right now. He's going to help me. He's going to walk me through this moment to serve Him well. sing all around but I never hear the sound but I'm